such a beautiful sound welcome back to dirt tracks and rib racks episode 33 me and kyle and bunner is here as usual got a special guest for everybody today brandon maddox out of Terre Haute, driving the 28 number 28 sprint car how's it going brandon it's going great how's everybody doing there doing great doing fantastic fantastic man ready for some racing absolutely this cold weather is uh mother nature kind of fooled us a little bit thinking we was going to get some 70 degree days and then went back to 50s <laughs> yeah yeah she's a bitch yeah and the wind has been uh, down here anyway has been pretty windy the past couple of days yeah it's it's been wet up here man <laughs> yeah yeah so it kind of ruined your plans for browns brownstown it did. I I had the motorcade ready to take the big check to the bank and everything, and uh, <laughs> I had to cancel. I had to cancel everything. Dang, you got a big bank for those big checks. <laughs> yeah, you got a big bank for the big checks. So they called that on what Thursday or I feel like they called it early this week, Thursday or Friday. Yeah, I, or... yeah, I think it was something like that. They called it early, which um, you know, I'm sure that's fifty fifty on a lot of the fans' side of it, but from a competitor. Um, I like it when it's called early. Just there's a lot of prep work that goes into getting stuff ready, especially when you have a full time job also. So um it kinda kept me out of the garage till two or three o'clock in the morning there Friday <laughs> getting yeah. getting stuff ready for a race that I really didn't think could happen anyways just because of the weather. So um, you know, it sucks. We all want to race, but at the same time I think they probably made a good decision just because of the temperatures and everything going on too. So they got to make, got to make money to pay the purses, and that's just how how it works, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, what's your thoughts on your uh, review on Paragon uh, last weekend? Oh shit, dude! <laughs> <laughs> you, gonna, you guys are gonna hammer me right off the bat, huh? Well, I mean, um, it was it's pretty recent, so we thought we'd jump into it at least while it's fresh. And if you don't well, want to, the, that's fine either. So no, no, I that, everything's fine. It just. Um, mm-hmm this has kind of been a rough start to the year we've uh i think our motto this year is let's see how much of other people's fuck-ups we can get caught in um <laughs> it's appeared, it's it's kinda, appeared that way unfortunately yeah and uh you know we've had some speed um you know i can't honestly say that we've been fast every time we've hit the track we, we kind of started a new program this year and and uh kind of kind of tried it out there at the end of last year and it worked pretty well and so we're on that track this year and just trying to trying to learn as a driver and as a team what calls we need to make and when we need to make them and you know um we're kind of making some mistakes early but uh we get them figured out pretty quick and then we get some speed but then it just seems like we get caught and other people kind of stepping on their dicks so um you know the paragon incident i i don't know for sure i carson short's a, a good friend of mine and i think he's a hell of a wheel man to be honest with you so i don't know if he got in with somebody else or if he just stepped on it and uh all i know is you didn't qualify good and we we started eighth and we got up to a transfer spot in the first couple two or three laps there and was ready to get more and the seas parted and there's carson sitting the wrong way in the track and we just had nowhere to go so um it actually got the car tore up pretty good it, it bent the frame about two and a half inches in the front oh shit. Uh, damn mm. yeah it, it it honestly did a lot more damage than i even realized at the track and we just kind of um, just got it back together and kind of knocked some bushings out of the front and, I mean, just made something happen. And I started 12th in the B. And, I, you know, honestly, I really didn't have much anticipation of transferring, but I was going to get everything I could, and we got all the way to third. So 
um, they took two. So it, it's just kind of the way it was, um, kind of a cap to the night. Like I said, we had good speed in the heat race, and the B just uh, just one of those things. It was unlucky. So we come home and got that car all stripped apart and uh, was fortunate enough over the years to pick up sponsors and friends and build our race team. So we had another car sitting here and we kind of swapped some motors over and got things ready to go for Brownstown. So we're still in the ball game. It just um, a lot more legwork right here at the beginning of the year that we shouldn't have to be doing, but it's just the way it is. So we'll survive and, uh, you know, hopefully come back better and, and uh, maybe get out of all the junk going on. Yeah, for sure. So diving back to the, where it all started, uh, for people that don't know, uh, where did it all start for you and what's your little bit of your history of racing or where you started or why you're doing it? Well, um, to be honest, I do it because I think sprint cars are badass. I mean, uh, <laughs> that I've, that, that's no secret. I've, yeah. uh, anybody I get to talk to, I tell them how badass they are. And, and to be honest, um, I'm still just as much of a fan of them today as I am a driver. Um, you know, I can remember the first time idling around Paragon in my first year racing and John Stamborough was wheel packing beside me. And I just thought that was, I mean, hell, I couldn't hardly control my own car because I was like <laughs> eyeballing his stuff. You know, I'm like, yeah. damn, that's John Stamborough right there. You know, <laughs> he's so a badass. Um, yeah. he is a badass. I mean, he's so badass. And I just got goosebumps just telling you that story <laughs> from 12 years ago. You know, it's like, hell yeah. Um, I, I just, I have a ton of respect for the guys that do this shit and, um, the guys that make it look easy, um, because it is not easy. There's no part of this that's easy. So when somebody goes out and rips a lip for 30 laps, I mean, you really got to give them the credit, you know, their team. Um, it's not just a driver, it's a team and the car and the, the money behind it and all the stuff, all the sponsors that are involved and, you know, from big sponsors that, that pay the motor bill to little sponsors that buy you a pit pass to get you in it's it's a it's a big thing you know so those guys really are badass but um you know i didn't have anybody that was really into racing i mean my my dad owned some businesses um just self-employed and worked hard and he didn't really give a crap about racing to be honest and if um if i'm being honest i don't really care about racing when it comes to nascar or something like that i could care less about any of that i I think the dirt sprint cars is just, it's a, it's its own breed of racing. It's, it's unlike anything else you can watch. So I would tag along with my uncles when they would go to Terre Haute, you know, the action track and, uh, you know, I'd get to eat, you know, homemade cold cheeseburgers that was packed in the cooler and, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, sit and turn one and, Hell yeah. you know, they would drink beer and have a good time and, and, I would sneak a few beers as I got older, you know, and, yeah. and uh, it, it just, it turned into just a passion. There was just something about that experience of sitting in turn one at Terre Haute and watching guys come in there um, at 120 mile an hour, just wheeling the shit out of something that was completely out of control, you know, and, um, you, you know, if you're a fan of mine, great, it, you know, if you, if you don't know what my cars usually look like, that's fine too, but I know this new trend over the last few years has been encapsulating the whole cockpit to make it look like a modified, you know, and, and, uh, I, my cars don't typically have that. Um, and the main reason why is because as a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world, watching somebody come into turn one at Terre Haute and you could see their leg working the brake and they're sawing at the wheel and you don't just get kind of swept away as oh that's a car going going into the corner that's bad you see somebody in there actually working that thing and 
to me, it puts it more into perspective of, man, there's somebody in there handling that beast, you know? And, and, and so, like I said, it just kind of becomes something that that's why my cars never close in on the left side for the most part. Um, because I want people to see that. I, I hope there's one kid this year that sees that and just thinks that's the most badass thing in the world. And they'll put in the time and the effort and the sacrifice to, to make it happen like I did. And, and, you know, who knows? They could be your next USAC champion 20 years down the road, you know. Um, everybody starts somewhere, and that's what people forget. They think it just happens, and it and it doesn't. You know, Brady Bacon has been, you know, on the USAC trail for 12 or 13 years. It just doesn't happen where he's badass all of a sudden, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can remember him and Brad Sweet in the Mopar cars. I think it was like 2008, 2009, maybe. Yeah, with Casey um, Kane. Indiana Sprint Week, beating around in the back of the B Main at Gas City. Neither one of them even close to a transfer spot. Mm-hmm. And now look at where they both are. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just uh, it's a testament to the sport is grueling, and it just takes time and experience, and you, you cannot beat experience. For so, sure. So that's kind of my backstory. I just, I, you know, going to Terre Haute with my uncles, I seen it, I loved it. And, um, I just decided that, you know, the fancy cars or motorcycles or going out with your buddies and all that stuff just hit the back burner for me. And, and, um, I made sure to sell anything I had that I didn't need to race and just kind of slowly started working myself in a position to buy an old crappy car and, you know, our goal was to go to Paragon a half a dozen times and just say I did it. And, you know, the first six or seven times, that's what we did. And we weren't too shabby. And we was a long way from winning races. But, um, you know, we made laps and decided to go to Putnamville. We made our first show at Putnamville, uh, my seventh race. And, you know, that was a static. And, you know, the first three or four years I, I drove, um, we probably only raced 10 or 12 times. You know, we didn't have this 60 race schedule kind of deal. So, um, we just did what we could and just kind of grew our own equipment. And, but then it became a passion to get faster. As I got better as a driver, we tried to get better stuff. And it just, it just turned into this 12 year obsession of trying to get the best stuff we could to be the best we could. And, and, um, it's just full of plateaus, you know? So that's kind of my story on, on where we are even today. It's just, uh, you know, we pound the tracks and I, I love it. It's in, it's in my heart. And, uh, you know, I love the sport and that's, I'm pretty, um, pretty vocal about things when I think something doesn't go right. Um, I don't mind bitching you out if I think you fucked up and, and it's not because I don't fuck up or because it doesn't happen. It's, it's because all I want is for the young guys to be men about it. Like they used to be, you know, cause that's what I grew up watching. Like, if you make a mistake, just own it. And I, I have ton of respect for somebody that crashed me. If they can come and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen. This is what happened. This is my side of it. And uh, maybe I'm a pushover when it comes to that. But if, if you come and talk to me and explain your side of the story, most of the time we're good. Um, if you throw your hands up in the air and act like nothing happened, then fuck you. You're, you, you're on my list. You know, I'm going to race you. I'm going to race you the same way you race me then, yeah, because oh, I don't, yeah. I just think that's how it goes, you know? Yeah, so, that's, that's right. um, thank God my list is short and guys have got on and off there over the years. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but that's just how it is. You know, I, I got, like I said, my heart's in this deal and I got a ton of respect for the sport and, and what it, what it offers to people. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, like I know you mentioned earlier, we're trying to hammer you. Not trying to hammer you off the bat, but uh, <laughs> hit your uh, 
maybe cliff notes of Florida, and, and it wasn't really probably enjoyable for you. At least the weather was probably good, but being yeah, at Volusia, that, I mean, being at honestly, Volusia, the trip to Florida, the trip ahead. to Florida was great if I didn't have to worry about the racing. Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, Volusia being the first time there, and I mean, of course, I think Ocala, you've been there, but Volusia and the Extreme Series and all that, and I mean, hit some of that if you, your thoughts on that or what happened yeah, there. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm a big supporter of Casey Schumann. Um, you know, he used to drive obviously and, and, um, he knows, he knows what it's like to sit behind the wheel and the, the temperaments that go with the ups and downs of the sport. So, um, I like, I like sport guys that can kind of be on both sides as far as the, maybe the competition director of a series versus just the drivers. I mean, having somebody standing there with a clipboard that's never done it telling you, um, that you're doing something wrong or yelling at you stuff that that doesn't go over super well with me yeah so um so like i said i i supported casey when he did the war thing obviously uh from central indiana here i'm i made some of those trips to missouri and we ran really well with him it just hit wasn't in the budget or make any sense to pass putnamville 30 minutes from my house to go run in missouri just because you know so um and this is where the competition is everybody knows that so um, we don't want to go just cherry picking so we can say we won some races, you know, yeah. I mean, we want to, we want to run with the best. That's For why sure. we do this. Yeah, that makes you better too um, as a driver. So yeah. And, and it does, it really does. Um, anybody can go pick off two or three shows a year running at a lower caliber than what they're capable of. And yeah. that's just, uh, why, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, and you know, I'm not trying to step on any toes or say any names. I just, I'm just saying like, yeah, yeah. you know, if you really want to do good at this deal, you need to go do the best. So, um, anyways, you know, so I, I kind of supported Casey with the war thing when we could. Um, so I was excited to see him get involved in this deal. Um, I know a lot of guys, um, it's probably more fans than, than comp competitors really. Um, were kind of bad mouthing the world about law thing just from the standpoint, they felt like they were attacking USAC and, and I don't agree with that at all. Um, what I think they're doing is bringing more competition to, the sport and i think it's a great time to be a competitor because now you don't just have one premier series that pays premier money um you have two and it goes back to that competition thing like having two good series is fighting uh for cars and they're going to have increased purses and increased um incentives if you will you know so um it goes back to that competition thing i don't think it's a bad thing to have competition um, I wish we had tire competition, you know, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> that's a whole right different now, subject, yeah. but, oh, yeah. but, um, you know, so I looked at it as a, as a good thing. I think it's good for sprint car drivers. And really, I think it's a good opportunity for USAC to kind of see, uh, maybe where they haven't done the best necessarily on some things. And, um, it gives them a chance to, to fix their program. And it provides another premier series that that guys can go race at an optimum level and get paid paid for their efforts. You know, yeah. Um, nobody's really in this to make money, um, but it takes money to get up and down the road, especially today with diesel five dollars a gallon. You, yeah. you can't go run for twelve hundred. Yeah. Every night to win and survive, unless you got a big sponsor that's just dumping money into it. You know. So, <laughs> so anyways, I. You just have to smack me if I get off track. I like to no, talk about fine. stuff, but no, you're fine. But like, um, keep, keep it going. You know, I I like the two series. I I think it's a good deal, and like I said, I think it's ran 
by somebody that knows what they're doing with experience in Casey and the world racing group. You know, I don't have a lot of experience with them because we run real race cars, not wing race cars. Um, (laughs) so, um, but to date, it kind of seems like they, they had their shit together and they were good on tech and the program went smooth and for being first shows at a track that non-wing cars, uh, maybe haven't ever been at, or at least I haven't been at it. you know, recently, I, I think everything went really smooth. So the track was cool. Um, they advertised it as the fastest half mile. I don't know about that shit. Um, <laughs> it was it was quick, you know. But was uh, uh, was which one's faster, Terre Haute or Volusia? Um, I think Terre Haute had the illusion of being faster. Um, yeah. You know, maybe on the clock, Volusia's faster. You know, I, I'm not doubting that, but there's something about going um a quarter of a mile down a straightaway and and that sharp turn at the end that really really makes your asshole grab the seat for a few times you know yeah. like there there's something about that you know volusia is more of a big circle and yeah and it kind of round on the back stretch yeah 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 and it, it races more like a bloomington type deal where you're not worried about no straightaway speed yeah. you can just race it like a circle and that's uh-huh. a lot different than Terre Haute, you know so yeah um obviously i'm a homeboy so i'm gonna say Terre Haute's better however <laughs> um i had a lot of fun at volusia i think those guys were great i think they give us a, a really good racing surface um it did it get, did get slick you know um but it, i don't feel like it is eight tires like crazy or nothing like that like i think i think the place was racy yeah um i actually enjoyed volusia a lot more than ocala um uh, i wish we could just run five times at volusia yeah. in february and that would be great <laughs> um so, so as far as all that goes, I think the organization was great. I really liked the racetrack. Um, as far as our results, it was kind of the same story. I told you earlier, we just the first night we just missed it. Um, we just off on setups and stuff, and that that was just us. And then the next night, it just seemed like um, kind of after qualifying, we figured out what we was doing wrong. We got super fast in the heat race, passed a couple guys, and uh, won the B main. Kind of kind of going away with that and and then just had bad luck in the feature the the header gaskets on the headers um i don't know what happened there they burn out so the motor didn't want to run right and was kind of lining up a guy lost a pitman arm and spun out into it it was just yeah you know just kind of some first race stuff that just was like holy cow you know so um but you know we learned a lot and if we get the chance to go back to volusia next year we'll go back and we'll kind of pick up where we started i think we'll start pretty tough the first night instead of having to figure it out for a night or so so yeah. um, hopefully we get that opportunity yeah so 2021 season just pretty happy with the overall season you had or no it was shit dude um, <laughs> <laughs> um i guess you know, we quit hammering you anytime now right yeah well yeah i was gonna up. say we got to go back a couple years to really make me feel good about well, anything yeah. um, but I was, I was gonna do that i was i was gonna butt in real quick and just say that back in 2020 i think you made every usac show that you were in didn't you yeah yeah i i, I think i think we're real close to that um um man i'll tell you what 2020 was was just a good year for us you know we we we'd come off some really strong sprint week runs i think we run um we got to sixth i believe sixth or seventh at, at putnamville during sprint week and um, we started deep at bloomington and, and got to fourth um, that was kind of one of those races i just wish there was more laps i don't know we just I don't know if we were good enough to win it, but I I definitely think another few laps we could have podiumed that deal and got our first USAC podium. You know, those things are tough. And yeah. uh, so we kind of rolled through some of that momentum. I, you know, we 
we had a fourth fast time at Kokomo and led some of that feature and ended up end up running fourth. We had the car too tight, but just one of those deals where we were in really good with some really good guys and got our momentum going. We thought last year was going to be a rocket ship. We was able to, <coughs> in the middle of 2020, we had some motor issues <coughs> right after sprint week that we actually uh, purchased another motor and um, brought it home and run an MSCS show at Putnamville and uh, um, took it down to Team Engler's Dino. And we ran fourth with it at Putnamville during an MSCS show and was going to get her all tuned up for the SmackDown at Kokomo and uh, we dropped a valve and it hurt that motor pretty bad. So we just rented some motors and just kind of scraped and got by. And um, so anyways, going into last year, we had our program figured out. We thought um, we got the the big motor that we'd purchased. It was all freshened up. Our 270 motor was all freshened up. And, um, you know, we kind of started with that big motor and really thought that's what our program was missing. And, and um, we just struggled. Uh, we'd have moments where we were really good. Um, I think we set a track record on at Big Diamond um, out in PA, kind of on that first leg. Um, never seen the track before. Um, we didn't we didn't hot lap that great, and we time trialed okay, and we started on the front row of the heat race and on the outside of the front row and just kind of put it on them. And then we put it on some good guys, and uh, like I said, we actually had an eight lap track record for the fastest heat race out there, and we took that from Tracy Hines. So oh, damn. that was yeah. you know that that might be kind of a small little gray area there that people overlook, but I mean, Tracy Hines was a badass, you yeah, know? So oh, yeah. anytime, um, you can get anything at all, you got to kind of build your program on that. And that, that was, that was big for us, you know? So, um, so anyways, we kind of just got through that deal and, um, you know, we got turned over a couple times out there. We got collected in somebody's stuff that night at big diamond in the feature, I think Mezron Blue kind of got into it, and we got collected and turned us over. And and um, the next night at Bass, we got the backup car down and um, qualified second quick and, and come from the back. And we was passing for ninth with about five to go in that deal, and Ricky Lewis dumped us. So that's the infamous me shoving Ricky over the tire kind of deal. So um, <laughs> we – which is back to what I alluded to earlier. You know, I just, I'm passionate about this and my emotion, you know, when I feel like somebody didn't respect my stuff, I'm ready to fight and Uh I'm not a fighter. You know, I don't want to fight. I I want everybody to be friends. And, but at the same time, I'm not afraid to get in there and get my ass kicked by anybody either. You know, it's competition, you know, so let's, let's do this. So, (laughs) so anyways, um, he's kind of on our way home and, uh, everybody's kind of talking about that first car and they're like, ah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And come on to path Valley. It's the last night. It's on your way home. We'll get something fixed up. And, you know, uh, the KO motorsports guys were kind of the ringleaders of that deal. You know, Kent's going, uh, uh, rooster, <laughs> you know, we yeah, got a welder, yeah. we got a welder, we can fix whatever. So anyways, we unload the car and the panhard bars all broke out of it. And it has this bit, you know, all this stuff going on. It's just wrong. And, um, Levi Jones was actually came over there and, and helped us bend the panhard bar back down and we kind of got it into place and patched it all back together and we had about a I don't know I don't want it to be an exaggeration here but probably about a three quarter inch gap um, between the one of the down tubes and that 
Panhard bar where it split open when we bent it back down. Huh. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, we need to find something to fill that. We need to find yeah. something to fill that. And and Kent's like, give me a wrench. And so we get in the toolbox <laughs> and we get a 7 16th wrench and, and he lays down a bead, a bead from hell oh, on both yeah. sides of that thing. And uh, that become known as the fucking wrench car, you know? Yeah. And we, we yeah. went on to <laughs> we went on to qualify, I don't know, mid-pack. It wasn't that great qualifying, but we go out there and win our heat race over ricky lewis which who dumped yeah. us the night before so that kind of made it even better just to yeah. Like yeah. Do, you know <laughs> and uh and, and then when it was all done we ran fourth in the feature and we actually go. pulled up beside kt at one point for third and uh you know so it was kind of like i said it was just kind of a gold star it's like hey you can you can fight through this shit so anyways it just kind of that kind of just started to how our year was going to go last year and it, and it did we we would be really fast and do really good and win a heat race and then get collected in something in the feature or um one night we'd just be out to lunch and not know why and you know we looked at a bunch of things and we changed um bars and setups on the car and we got all the way out in left field and matter of fact after the smackdown we missed three races in a row with the smackdown and justin grant kind of come over to me and said hey dude what the fuck is going on you know and <laughs> I, I don't know you know it's yeah. august and we're chasing stuff and i just yep. don't know so so he kind of told me some things and and really really got me back to a base that we could build on and, and that's what we're working on this year uh, that's what i alluded to earlier as far as we got a new program going here um and come to find out it was the engine deal you know we bought the engine from a from a wing team out in pa and it was a great engine but it had a wing cam in it and uh you know, I'd never been fortunate enough to be able to pick some of that stuff, so I didn't know that that was a deal. And it's just the engine was pretty much undrivable in the middle of the torque curve, and that's what was making us loose. You know, so yep. if we could just stay hammered down, we was good. But when the track would start to change, we'd really start to struggle, and we kept looking at everything but the engine. You know, so um, we haven't had a chance to put that to test yet this year it, it got rebuilt and changed and some things changed on it so it's our backup but now we got back to old faithful and we got our speed back so we feel like we got a new program and got every all of our kind of hiccups ironed out to where we can have have a good year and now we just like i said we can't get out of everybody else's bs right now you know yeah, so right yeah um, <laughs> you'll get there though. hopefully we're yeah you hopefully we're getting all that shit luck. out of the way yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know um we're pretty resilient so we'll get that shit out of the way now and then yeah. um you know hopefully hopefully we can really be knocking on the door you know come sprint week it seems like our team gets pretty tough during sprint week um really for no reason other than i just think we're all amped up and we're ready to lay it on the line you know and we typically have really good runs during sprint week so i would love to I'd love to get a, my first USAC win before that, but uh, to be honest, that might be even better when you know everybody in the country is gunning for that week. To you really know you beat them all then, you know. And uh, so who knows? Maybe we'll get our stuff geared up and we can try to do something spectacular during Sprint Week. I think we all get pretty geared up for Sprint Week. Oh, mm -hmm. dude, is it not the best fucking week of the yeah. in the world? It I is mean, the best week. I, I oh, mean. Yeah. It, there, I can't imagine anything. I know there's Mardi Gras and there's all this other cool <laughs> shit that goes Not on, right? Us. But I cannot imagine anything that's better than Sprint Week. I don't know. Um, I don't know how people can miss that. No, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's badass. It is. It is it, a badass it, week. It is. It is badass. Like I said, I mean, it just kind of 
and everybody's got their nicest stuff out and their best tires and the drivers are amped up and everybody wants that you know what i mean yeah, so um like i said to win to win a sprint week championship or to win a sprint week race um or even just podium during this yeah, during sure. sprint week races you know i mean you've really done something so i think that's what kind of makes the whole community be like oh those guys are badass right now so Oh, like I said, that's that's my goal is to get to that status this year to where um, we may not be the baddest kid on the block, but I want to make sure everybody knows they got to beat us to win that night, and that's that's what we're trying to work our program. Oh yeah, hell yeah. So, what's one of the sketchiest tracks you've ever been to? Sketchiest? Um, <laughs> Nobody likes this question. <laughs> Nobody likes this question. Just so you know. Well, I mean, um, there's two different levels of sketchy. Okay, there's like um the track is shitty and it's sketchy and then there's like just absolutely speed sketchy you know yeah. and, and um i almost hesitate even saying this but eldora um eldora has some wickedness to it and and the thing the reason i hesitate is sometimes eldora is not no big deal um you can go there and it seems like if they got moisture in the track you can just hammer down and do your thing and it's fine um, when it gets kind of sketchy is when the moisture starts getting away from it and it gets right up on the wall and it's not even the wall. That's the problem. It's like that dip getting into turn three, you know, oh, where yeah, that's sketchy. we, we all almost, know about that. Dip. Uh, everybody knows the dip, you yeah. know, and that, that dip <laughs> yeah. has bit me before and it's been a lot of other guys too, but you know, you almost got to like rub the wall with the right rear on the straightaway to get above the dip. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it just makes that, and it's always in qualifying and you got to be there to have a chance. So it's just, it kind of makes you put your stuff in a position that you're not a hundred percent comfortable with. Um, and so that, so it has a certain level of sketchiness there, you know? So, um, you just got to kind of do it. And what's funny is you talk to some guys, you know, you, you talk to a Grant or a Leary and you know, you think those guys are fearless and, and they'll even tell you, they're like, Oh no, that sucks. We don't enjoy that at all. But <laughs> that's they got to do it because that's what you know that's what pays the bills or, or yeah. whatever that's what separates those guys you know so um so like i said eldora can get kind of sketchy if the track conditions are right um and i've been to some places that are shitholes man <laughs> there's just not enough light you know yeah. you can't always see stuff you yeah. know um i tell you last year one of my sketchiest moments honestly in a car was uh, and I definitely don't want to badmouth the track, but like Circle City, um, yeah. the new track up around Indy, yeah. um, the track was great and everything was cool. But um, when the time of the year we was there, kind of in the you know early fall, late summer, um, hot lap qualifying, the sun got going down and it's almost like Terre Haute coming down the backstretch. It was the same way getting into Circle City into Turn Three, you just couldn't see a lot. So. Um, I feel like it was more of a guesstimation on where you was putting your car versus actually being able to control what you was doing, you know? Yeah. And uh, f- we got through qualifying and hot laps and we was getting ready for the heat race and a buddy of mine come over. He's like, what do you think of this place? You know, what do you think of three and four? You know how the cushion is and all this stuff. I'm like, three and four? I haven't seen fucking three and four all night yet. You know, the, sun, <laughs> the sun's been there. I haven't, I haven't even seen that end of the track yet. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, like I said, the, the track is cool and I'm glad – um, I think Jonathan Bird is, is the main guy behind that. Like, I'm glad that there's people putting money into dirt sprint cars and, and trying to make new places. Usually you hear about places going away. You don't hear about a lot of new ones opening up. Yeah, so, yeah that's for sure. So uh, I'm glad that there's people that are still passionate about it and still trying to 
to make to make that places to race, you know? Yeah. You were talking about SmackDown at Como- Kokomo earlier. Uh, what's your thoughts about that track? There's usually <laughs> some pretty good times happens up there. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a it's a love hate relationship at Kokomo. Uh, you know, the the track is cool. Um, the O'Connors put on a fabulous show up there. Um, you know, three nights, um, sometimes four nights. I think you know they got the the other stuff before the on Wednesday or whatever. Um, you know, and like I said, their facility is fantastic. I, they put in a lot of work, and the track is is usually good. And the, there's you know there's parties that go on up there and stuff. They karaoke and mm-hmm. um, talk about the Stamburros. I Ironically, you know, John's been one of my heroes for a long time, and and um, we try to do some stuff with Melinda. She she does a ton of stuff um, for kick it uh, kick it for cancer and all that kind of stuff. Um, the kickball game and silent auctions and dunk tanks and. You know, she used to get a couple before COVID. She'd get two or three drivers, and they'd go up to the hospital up in Indy and, and visit with um, some kids that were in there, uh, you know, getting treatments and things. And it just kind of brightened their day. Those, those people are—they're great. I mean, they have a great cause, and they—they they do a lot of stuff during the SmackDown. And you know, it is about racing and the partying and the drinking. But then there's other stuff that goes on that's just. Uh, you know, if, if nobody's ever got to be a part of that, I highly suggest you find out when that happens during the SmackDown and get up hungover and stumble your ass out there <laughs> and buy something that you don't need because it's, it's you know, it's an awesome thing when people put their heart into shit like that and, and try to make it all happen. It's 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 cool to be a part of. So um, that that's some of the other things. But, I mean, the SmackDown is, is cool. I mean, it's other than Sprint Week, it's the coolest week of the year, you know. Um, one place you don't have to travel you can maintenance a car you know so you know you get up at 10 a.m and you walk through the pits and everybody's out maintenance in their cars and and uh it's just a neat atmosphere it's once again if if you haven't got to experience that you cannot put a price on what what that is you know what i mean um oh yeah it's not like anything else that you see so so that's uh that's uh that's always a cool deal okay so uh (laughs) On one of our earlier episodes, we talked to Chet Williams. <clears throat> I know you yeah. know Chet pretty good. I do know Chet very well. He told us the cone story. Yeah. <laughs> we we want to get your side of the cone story. <laughs> or how, oh, or how, how you assisted that situation? Yeah. I uh, well, I don't know what Chet said, so I don't want to. I don't want to get us in any more trouble than we already are. <laughs> But up until last year, I even had my shirt, my cone shirt. Uh, Chet made some shirts. Uh, yeah, I've got one. Had him, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ruined it yeah. in the dunk tank. I didn't know the bleach content was oh, going to be so high in the dunk tank. Dang. So, Shit. so nobody wanted to see a super fat white guy getting dunked. <laughs> so I kept my shirt on. I ruined my shirt. So, dang. Um, yeah, if I could do things over again, man. Um, but uh, yeah, Chet, Chet is a, he's an awesome dude. He's a good time. And, yeah, it was during the band, the Flying Toasters, ironically. So um, <laughs> I think I think Chit had a couple too many Flying Toasters and and uh, got into it with a cone and tossed her out on the track and um, you know in a very Chet Williams teasing kind of way. Um, I I you know big boy comes up behind him and, and puts you know puts his arm on him and. You know, you're out of here for that shit kind of deal. And Chet, uh, Chet, you know, come on, put your dukes up, you know, and done this, <laughs> done this thing to him. Like, come on, you know, I'll fight you. Well, it ended up being one of the O'Connor boys, and they aren't little fellas, and I don't think they took too, 
too happy to the the joke you know so um things got pretty serious pretty quick and and for no reason really just a misunderstanding but yeah so uh then you know chet being one of my buddies we try to get him out of there and i uh i can't say that i did or did not witness this but uh i've never seen chet fit under a trailer uh <laughs> like he did that night um like a merchandise trailer it was like Mission Impossible getting him. <laughs> yes, I believe it was a merchandise trailer. <laughs> and, Hell uh, yeah! So, so I, I being the responsible, soberest one, made sure to get him back to his hotel room. There you go. Uh, you know, so that's kind of the that's kind of the story. But uh, uh, that I mean, it just makes for a great story down the road. I mean, that's something we'll be talking about twenty years from now. We'll be going. I remember that time at Kokomo when. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. And once, once again, other than the racing, it's the camaraderie of that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, jackassing around, but I mean, that's that makes for a, as good a story as anything. You know, for sure. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, this is a... has a way of breeding those stories for some yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I think the frolic, the... the frolic bars usually there it gets pretty rowdy there, doesn't it? I I I I plead the fifth. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, yeah, the Frolic Boys. They are they're awesome. You know, if if anybody that don't know what the Frolic is, um, it's a group of guys that uh, make sure there's beer and food for the drivers, and 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 guys come back and kind of mingle around with all that. So it's just a good opportunity for the drivers to kind of just chill out for an hour or two and kind of talk to each other and and you know any fans that are back there and stuff it's just a neat atmosphere where um they just offer a place that everybody can kind of gather and and hang out and bullshit each other you know so it's it's cool and, and they're at all the races and, and all that kind of stuff so that makes it even better you know and um I, t- I tell you, somebody you don't want to be around is Shane Cottle at the SmackDown because that <laughs> yeah. dude can drink like nobody's business and then race the next day like it ain't nothing. I yeah. can see that, uh, actually. <laughs> I uh, I got a funny Shane Cottle story, um, actually. Let's this hear is, it. This has been, he was back in the Hazen car, so I don't know the 57 car. You know, yeah. I don't know yeah. if yeah. it was five or six years ago or whatever, but... Uh, we parked semi beside each other, or a couple rows down, or a couple trailers down, and and we raced that Wednesday night deal, um, the BC race at the time. And uh, afterwards, we kind of just run into each other at the trailer, and he's like, "Hey, you got any beer?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we got a cooler full," you know. So I toss him a beer, and we kind of start drinking, and we kind of start talking, and then then you know, um, I can't remember. I don't know if they had a band or something. Anyways, the drinking just kind of carried on, and we ended up drinking all night. Like I just kind of hung around Shane, and we just just talked about bullshit, you know. And yeah. uh, that dude can drink. So me being the pup of the deal, kind of, you know, I'm like, ah. Every time I get Shane a beer, I want to get a beer. So, like, there was a lot of times. That's probably a bad um, idea. Yeah, it was a horrible idea. I mean, there's a lot of times where I was half beer left, and he's like, hey, you got another one? And I'm, so I down mine because I'm not going to not be the man, you know, that <laughs> that's not drinking with Shane Goddle. And, oh, my God, the next day, um, I felt like fucking death. I mean, <laughs> absolute death. I don't think I've ever been that hungover in my life. And it was two, three o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, we didn't do shit to the race car, you know, just kind of wipe the hood off and we're ready to go. <laughs> and I remember I was going to USAC trailer to get the order of events deal. And I had to walk by 
Hazen's trailer. And there's Shane kind of on the back deck in his lawn chair with his feet up on his toolbox, you know, kind of up at an angle and his hat's pulled down over his eyes, you know, kind of uh-huh. sitting there in the sun. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you know, and, <laughs> and I remember he, he kind of raised up and kind of lifted his hat a little bit and he smiled and give me the thumbs up and just put his head right back down. You know, I, I think he yeah. was just as hurt as I was, yeah. but, uh, and so if we laugh about all that all the time. I'm like, I'm not ever fucking drinking with you again, dude, because he about killed me that time at the SmackDown. So, um, but the, he's a good dude. I really like Shane. He's a, yeah. he's a, a mentor, and that dude's a gas man. I think For he's sure. probably one of the most underrated race car drivers, um, at least in the non-wing deal, yeah. if not in the country right now. I mean, just For he sure. just puts it on the podium and all the time. Been, and, yeah, for a while, yeah. And he has been. He, yeah. he does it quietly and just comes from nowhere and puts it on the podium, and nobody says a lot about him. And, yeah. and um, that dude is a wheel man. And, yeah. you know, I know it's a joke sometimes about him running the bottom or something, but, uh, man, that dude, that dude can drive a race car. Yeah. We've had that conversation several times just between us. We had him on here a few episodes ago. If you want to check that one out, we had, we had oh, him yeah, on and it yeah. was, uh, it was, we got him, we got a little bit, a few stories out of him. It was a, he's a good dude though. Good talk. But yeah. And, and, and yeah, that, that's the thing. And he's just low key and he just yeah. kind of does his own deal. And, um, you know, it, like I said, he don't get noticed a bunch cause he's not up there banging the boards or whatever, yeah. but he don't need to. He's so fucking fast. Yeah, yeah um, he is. Yeah. And, if and the car's not, got not it, he's going to get it out of it. Oh yeah, and not last year, but the year before it. You know, um, he actually made a, a joke about if I could ever figure out how to run the bottom, I might be tough to beat. But he, uh, <laughs> it seemed like we were we were in heat race after heat race together, and I'd beat him in some heat races. But when the time when it come time to win the money, he would kick my ass. And uh, yeah. you know, there was a time we was out in Missouri with this whole COVID thing, and we all went to uh, oh, what was the name of that place? Uh, not path valley i think it's just valley speedway out in missouri they had a, a two-day war race out there yeah. and um there wasn't nothing going on up here so a, a lot of indiana guys went down there and, and shane was down there and mario clauser won the first night and i ran second from 12th and then the next night coddle won and i ran second <laughs> and uh, and uh it was just it was a it was just a good battle. The you know I got out and got the lead and and he kind of ran me down and passed me and we stayed up top and got the track cleaned off and it kind of started taking some rubber and with two to go I passed him back and somehow somehow he got enough off the bottom to get back beside me and kind of squeeze me up a little bit getting into three and we he outdrug me to the line and beat me by half a car and um, I mean it was just a classic Shane Cottle deal you know what I mean I think that's where that where he said if i could learn how to run the bottom i'd be tough to beat kind of come from but yeah um it just seemed like every time we was at the racetrack together we was in the same race so so we talked a bunch and become pretty good buddies over that kind of stuff you know just once again that competition and uh camaraderie with the whole deal there's just a lot more to it than than a lot of people get a chance to see you know yeah all right well this is a kind of a two-part question really okay so uh <laughs> What's your favorite track and your favorite Indiana track? Oh, my favorite track. That's a tough one. I've been asked that um, a few times over the years, and I have a really hard time answering that. Um, I Probably going to say Terre Haute and Putnamville as far as my favorite track. 
and that might raise a lot of eyebrows. Terre Haute's my favorite track just for obvious reasons. Um, I never thought I'd get the chance to be out there. Um, and there's something about Terre Haute that just relaxes me. We don't have any expectations when we go there. We just, we just want to drive hard and, and have fun. And it kind of breeds us to be quick there, honestly, just because the pressure's off and we're just – I actually have a lot of fun just racing that racetrack. Um, I could be out there by myself and have a ton of fun, I think. Um, yeah, that makes and then, for and then, a lot easier, just better time when you don't yeah, have all that it's pressure. it's just a stress-free, yeah, it's stress-free, and we know we get around there fine, and um, it's just, there's just no stress there, and I don't understand why there's no stress there. There just isn't. I just can't explain that. Um, so, you know, I'd say tarot has to be up there as my as my all-time favorites just just for that reason if nothing else i mean i know from a fan standpoint the racing isn't wheel to wheel or tons of passing you know they get kind of stretched out and and it's kind of more of wingish type racing there and i understand that totally um well but from, the, from the driver's seat man it's just there's nothing like that place when your helmet's trying to pull off your head and you're going down the straightaway and you're just like jesus is this you know where's the fucking corner at, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. when's it, when's it coming, you know, and, and, and you change your driving style totally to race there. Um, little things, you know, uh, hop stop, you jam on the brakes, the car's going to push up towards the outside. <laughs> well, at Terre Haute, you can drag your brakes and it actually pulls the car down towards the guardrail on the inside. And it's just a, you really got to keep the car straight and you really, it's just a total different kind of driving style to, to gain speed there. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's why there's no pressure because everybody that knows anything about it, they realize that it's totally different. So you can suck there and nobody's going to be like, Oh, that guy sucks. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, Oh, well, he's bad at Terre Haute, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, I have, like I said, I have a lot of fun there. It's just stress-free. And then Putnamville has just been good to me, um, over the years. We've got a lot of laps in there. Um, probably as many laps there as any place. Um, and it fits my driving style, a kind of a shorter track, but still have straightaways um, where you can get in there and beat and bang and race wheel to wheel and um, a gnarly ass cushion, or you can run the middle. You know that you know there's been a lot of times the the bottom kind of stays to the end of the night, and then everybody goes down there and catfishes it, and it throws some good stuff up to the middle, so um, you can you can hit that and and really make a run through the middle. We've made a lot of really good runs there, um, right through the middle, and. You know, I've seen the videos and I've heard the reactions of, oh, why the hell is he doing that? Well, it's because it's fat. It gets fast there, you know. So yeah. um, sometimes you can stay there too long. But I like I like having that deal where um, as a race car driver, you can search around and find something nobody else can find. I, I like that. That that fits my style of, of how I like to run my cars. So I think that's why Putnamville stays up, up, up high. Yeah. Um, out of state dang that's that's tough we've been killer in illinois i wish illinois would have more sprint car races because i i don't think we've ever ran out of the top five in illinois i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why but it just we just fit you know danville um over to old fairgrounds they used to have a, a pretty badass racetrack there um just a little flat fairground racetrack matter of fact we won the last race they had over there um, the Kickapoo Clash, I think, is what the trophy says. <laughs> so, oh hell yeah! <laughs> um, but, but it was just cool. It's just a, it was just a neat place to race. Farmer City was really cool over there. I think they run a lot of late model stuff over there. Um, so uh, MSCS, 
Um, went over there, I don't know, a few years ago. That's probably been more than that now, probably six or seven years ago. You know you're getting old when you think of, like 10 years ago was yeah, no a couple shit. years For ago. Sure, yeah. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've just had good runs over there. And, you know, I, I can remember – you know, not having a lot of stuff and barely having enough stuff for one race car and you throw it on an open car trailer and a couple tires in the back. And I can remember us going to Farmer City just hoping we'd make the show so we could get the tow money to pay for the night kind of deal. And we ran yeah. second. Um, uh, you know, so it was like, oh, hell, you know, like <laughs> we did better than what I even thought. But then, you know, we kind of did it that old school way where we we went over there with nothing, with no expectations and just fucking raced you know and and that was that was a lot of fun so i got i got a lot of places that that i that i enjoy but um if i had to just pick pick one it you know it'd be Terre Haute. so you just like hop stuff where they fucked with the dirt so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah um you know though tommy's a great guy and that that place down there is awesome too um absolutely first class i mean the atmosphere and the and the pits is 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 second to none um the racetrack is phenomenal the lighting the safety the whole deal um the okay. thing about hobstock that kind of gets a bad deal is it's just hard to get a hold of it's uh yeah it's a wet slimy mud that just doesn't act like mud you know Save, so saves your tires though doesn't it it does you can run brand new tires there with titties on them all night long you know and and, and uh, if you can run them next week hell I, I think a guy could put four brand new tires on the car and run down there all fucking year oh, yeah uh, <laughs> people but, bitch uh, about the tractor show down there but man we i feel like we we get a pretty good racing surface the whole night uh people are going to bitch if you shit gold bricks dude i mean that, that, that's <laughs> sure the, the truth that's the that you know the, the they'll complain that they're too heavy or they're shit on them you know yeah. i mean it's just uh um <laughs> it's just yep. i'm kind of rednecky you gotta watch me yeah. I get no, we are too but, it's okay that's all right it's all but good. i mean it's you know good. i mean yeah i mean people are there to race and stuff but how long how many times have you ever got down there and not got done with the racing by midnight i mean that's yeah. true with the tractor show without the tractor show it's a 10 o'clock show almost every night yep you yep. know um done everything starts on time everything's run very well the push trucks know what they're doing the wreckers know what they're doing there's safety stuff down there which like i said they keep yeah. upgrading that every year um we're, really we're if spoiled. tommy go back to you are spoiled. I mean, you really are. And, and like I said, the only reason that place isn't on my very top of the list is the dirt. Um, yeah. and, and it's and you know I, I know that they want to control um, the speed of the cars and stuff to an extent, but I got spoiled when I first started racing when I went down there. That place was a was a wall banger, man. I mean, it would have yeah. a foot cushion on the wall, and it was muddy and hammered down. And you learned how to run the you learned how to run the wall at Hopstock, you know, yeah. and and yeah. so it's just really not like that anymore and and that's okay and i understand why it's just yeah. uh me personally we have a we've had a hard time kind of figuring that out so we've had some really shitty runs down there and i i keep coming back because of the fans and because the track is so nice and all this stuff and i keep thinking we're going to figure it out and i i'm sitting on the phone right now going oh we figured it out i know yeah. what i've been doing wrong and now you know and so we're going to be awesome until we yeah. go down there in april then we'll just have to see you know yeah. but uh you wish you wish they'd let you chase the track there more yeah i i do as a as, as a, a mechanic yes i do um yeah a driver slash mechanic i i do because um it's hard sometimes when i make the calls to 
get pushed up to the chute and I know they're going to do some tractor work and I know they're going to roll this or roll that, that and they're not going to let a cushion and all this stuff. So we already have a generalized what they're going to do. But if I didn't make that call right 30 minutes ago, I really don't get an opportunity to change it again sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So you just get stuck with it and then it's like, oh, boy, he looked like a dumbass. You know, well, it's that's what I had, you know. So, so sometimes letting the track kind of just do its thing and letting everybody adjust to it, I, I think, would make for a better program. I think everything would be spread out more to where you wouldn't get the consistent winners. Um, you know, and I'm not picking on Kyle. I think, I think Kyle, I think Kyle drives his ass off, and I think that's a really good team. He's got it um, figured out you know, there, though. They, they do. They got it figured out. You know, there's all this stuff. Is oh, they cheat and all oh, they do this and all oh, bullshit. They're just really good there. You know. Um, and, and, and he runs really good at other places too. So um, it's not it's not like that. They just man, the, them guys they got it figured out and they got it figured out quicker than everybody else did. So that automatically means they're cheating, you know. Yep, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anytime somebody figures out something faster than the other people, they're cheating. That's just how that's how competition works, you oh, know. Oh man, we've we've um, seen we've seen the gauntlet of people through there though. Like Brady Short used to be good there. Uh, yeah. We've we've seen Carson Short run it. We saw C.J. Leary have that yeah, uh, the, exactly. ha- the hatchet that he yeah that, that he was so good with it there and like we, we've seen KT, it. kt yeah, yeah, kt used to KT be the man to beat down there you yeah, know he was, he and, was. And, and now nobody's talking about it yet but what justin grant just won two or three in a row down there I right two, from yeah. sprint week or something yeah, or, yeah so so i mean now all of a sudden you know um and, and what it is is the track just changes and you know like me for instance i see that place as a slimy shithole you can't get a hold of so i tighten my car up a bunch well i've learned that maybe that's where i'm making my mistake you know so so we have new tools in our bag when we come down there and who knows you know maybe we'll get our stuff just right and and i can be the next guy they talk about cheating all the time you know so well we we hope so i hope so too yeah we're rooting for you that'd be awesome well i i I appreciate that. And uh, while we're kind of talking about Hobstad, I'll go ahead and let a little cat out of the bag. Um, Ryan Bond, I know you guys know know Bondo. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, and that uh, yep. they got a they got a pair of cars and all this stuff. And they, his stepdad's uh, going to be a big supporter of Tri-State this year. It looks like by the billboards, and uh, we kind of done some talking. And I think we're going to run his backup car. Um, some miscellaneous races throughout the MSC that's, that's MSCS cool. season. So oh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good opportunity and Just be able to drive down, um, and not haul down. Yeah, yep, not haul down. We can drive down, which is the cooler, and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know we can we can kind of learn some stuff and and kind of share some information with him that's going to help him out and and he's got really really good stuff that uh, will me keep some laps off my car. And they got you know they're they're great people. They're uh, they're second to none as far as hospitality and friendliness. And, and like I said, I look forward to having a lot of fun. So I, I honestly think we'll be down at Hobstot more, even for non-USAC races. I think we're going to be there Hell for yeah. most of the MSCS races with them. And, we fucking look uh, forward we don't to that. Really, yeah, we don't really have a schedule really set. I, he's just, you know, whenever we're available. And um, I'm going to try not to overwhelm him all the time by – I know it's a lot of work for two cars, you know. So we're just going to kind of work together on our scheduling and just kind of – make some more appearances but that'll hopefully help me get some thicker notes on hobstock and actually start running up front down there again you know we used a podium there a few times behind kyle i really thought that would be one of the places i'd win my first big race as far as like a usac race or something but 
um, the track changed and we didn't change with it. And yeah, uh, hopefully we can get that changed this year. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get you off the uh, the racing subject for a minute on this show. We really like uh, we really like our food. We're we're kind of fat, so yeah. Uh, well, gonna, uh, that's right where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna. Yeah. So what's the uh, what's the food scene like up in Terre Haute? We I know I know we we got a few places we like to go. We like to go to Charlie's. Uh, I've had breakfast at Cackleberry's. Uh, what yep. do you like? Show me's uh, Sonka's Irish Pub, Square Donuts, uh, New Goshen Pub. Like, what, what's your go-to up there? You're hit. You're hitting all, all the good ones. I'll be honest. <laughs> we eat a we eat a ton of Texas Roadhouse. Believe it or not, it, it's kind of cheeny, but uh, that's kind of our go-to as a family when we're yeah. out. Uh, bandanas. I like. I like. Uh, I like barbecue. You know. Hell so. Yeah. We we do bandanas a lot. Like I said, you hit crackle barrel berries. That 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 place is a is a dude, super super good place. Dude, that breakfast uh, that breakfast hits different. Some of their skillets there. Whew. Yes, that that's what I'm. I'm a skillet guy. I like I like you put all that stuff in the skillet and then throw a bunch of gravy and shit on top of it and put the eggs right on top. I mean, I want a mound of shit that nobody wants to eat. That's that's, right. that's what I want for breakfast. You that's know, right. get you a good full belly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that mound that some that's, people look out and think it's. Oh, how could you eat that? <laughs> Watch me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's that's great. That keeps them away from my plate. I don't have to worry exactly. about stabbing them with a fork. That's the worst thing about me having to call in today is I don't get to come down there and enjoy some beer and some food. Uh, yeah. we'll, hey, we'll get you. Well, don't you we'll, worry. We'll, we'll hook you up. Don't worry. We'll be at Hopstop. We'll, we'll hook you up. That's that's what I'm talking about. All right. So the best the best track food that you get, where is it from? Ooh. I, man, I, I have, I don't, I'm not very versed on this because, uh, I'm going to make fun of myself here a little bit. I, I get nervous before racing. Oh, I don't like you. not yeah. like, I, not I'd like, uh, too. oh shit. I'm scared of what's going on. It's more of just the anxious, like, I just want to do good. You know, I mean, yeah. that's my goal is I, I got, like I said, I got people that, that help this deal out and, um, you know, I just want to make them proud that that's kind of my, I want them to feel like they're helping the right guy you know so um so i don't get to eat then by the time i get ready to eat and drink beer it seems like all the food's always sold out so uh <laughs> i do know eldora has some kick-ass food um th- right. this is one this is one kind of off your guys' beaten path but um lucas oil speedway in missouri um you ever get a chance to go there i highly recommend it they, they got killer killer chicken sandwiches and um and the racing is pretty good there too. Um, I got a Carson short story on that deal. I don't know where you guys are out on time, but uh, uh, we got we got time. I think we're going to break today up into two episodes anyway. So we got we got we got some time if you want to get into it. Well, yeah. th- this is probably worth it. It's kind of a kind of a Carson short time Mahako deal. Um, <laughs> this is probably the most shameful I've ever felt as an adult <laughs> when I had to call my my wife. She was my fiance at the time. Um, I, so, <laughs> so Lucas Oil Speedway, they have this Jesse Hockett, uh, McDaniel Memorial race, right? Oh, yeah. Power and ideal, it's, right? It's, yeah, yeah, right. And it's, it's a, in September yep. and it usually pairs up against the four crown, which sucks. That's the reason yeah. we don't get to do it every year. But, um, there was a stretch where we went down there a couple years in a row. And it, anyways, um, it's kind of Kokomo ish. You know, everybody stays there, and and they got showers and car washer at the track. So you you just you race, and then you stand in the pits, and you drink with your buddies, and then you stumble into your hauler and go to bed. You know, and uh, 
Um, anyways, there was is a three day deal, and it was on the second night. Well, I got to rewind a little bit, I guess. The first <laughs> night, we're out there drinking with Paul Niehauser. We're behind his hauler, and and Carson Shorts parked beside Paul, and uh, Mahako's there. Um, I don't. He's not racing. He's. I think he's running around with Carson or something. Anyways, his guys are there, and we're drinking. We're having a good time and telling lies and bullshit, you know. And uh-huh. Paul goes. Paul goes up into the hauler to go to bed, and we got to put his uh, bike on top of a trash can. I get. I guess that was actually the first night we put his bike on top of a trash can. Ha ha ha! You know, Paul gets up the next day and bikes on the trash can. Well, night number two, we're standing around drinking again, and it's kind of the same thing. Paul bails out early, probably being the responsible one. And we're what the hell are we gonna do with his bike tonight? Because the trash cans, it's got to be better than the trash can. So we put his bike on top of a race trailer. And, uh, you know, Paul gets up the next day, ha, 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 can't find his bike, has to get it off this guy's fucking trailer. I don't even know whose trailer it was, to be honest. Um, so, so that's night two. So now it's it's the it's the, 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 the next big one, right? I mean, we got to – it's the same story. I mean, it's the exact same thing. We're all kind of getting drank out a little bit. You know, so Paul really goes to bed early, and, and we have just enough beer in us to do dumb shit. And it's like – what can we do? You know, we've done the trash can, we've done the trailer. How are we going to get Paul tonight? Well, he left his four-wheeler out. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, the story goes just like that. Uh-huh. It, he, he, uh, it's like one of the 90cc, you know, little deals. Yeah, pit bike and, deal, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we're we're kind of like, hey, what are we going to do with that? And, you know, we kind of put it up on the trash can. We're like, no, that's, that's not good enough. So we get it back down. <laughs> and Lucas Oil Speedway for those who don't know, has this like two-story uh, grandstand bleacher on the backstretch, which oh. is which the back of it's towards the pits. <laughs> and and there's like this two flights of stairs, or th- I don't even know how tall it is. It might be three stories. It's tall as hell. But it, this flight of stairs that goes up the back, and then there's like aluminum platform at the very top of these grandstands, okay? So, I mean, it's it's two to three stories off the ground. I mean, it's a long way up there. And we decide that we're going to put Paul's four-wheeler up there. <laughs> so, That's so, great. so like, I really got – me and Ty I, – I just got to put this on the record here. Me and yeah. Ty got screwed because we were the go-getters. We yeah. were like, fuck it, we'll carry that thing up there. You know, everybody else was kind of being lazy and drunk, and we're like, well, you know. We're we'll muscle it up there. Yeah. yeah. So, so Ty and myself, we carry this four-wheeler up these – stairs and i'm not shitting like up all of them all the way to the top of this thing and we park <laughs> it in the corner and now <laughs> we're fucked up but we're like yeah. smart enough we put the parking brake on yeah and, yeah you know safe, take, somewhat take safe out. you know safety first yeah right? safety first right safety third <laughs> so so the next day you know and like almost instantly after it happens me and ty are looking at each other going oh man i don't know if this was a good idea or not like we're we both got the we kind of fucked up nervousness thing going on, you <laughs> yeah, know, if yeah. we're being honest. Uh-huh. But neither one of us is going to puss out on this deal. You know, yeah, he, you're committed at like, this you point. Think we should get it? Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, you're committed. yeah, I think we should get it, but I'm not going to, you know. And, and <laughs> so we had this thing back and forth where it's kind of funny probably as a third person because we're, we are like – we're both wanting to give up on this prank, but neither one of us is going to be the pussy, you know. So, yeah. uh, so anyways – we finally go to bed and I wake up to a fucking 
uh, what are those things called? Like a sky, a sky jack, like yeah. big force with the extended boom <laughs> thing, like driving past my truck, you know? And like, I instantly get this sick feeling in my stomach. I just go back to sleep. I mean, it's fucking noon and I'm, I'm just like purposely trying not to get out of my truck. It's fucking hot in there and I won't roll the windows down because I just know shit's going to hit the fan. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we, uh, I finally have to get out and like my cousins were helping me and I'm like, don't even unload the tool cart and stuff because I just don't want nobody seeing us around. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going on, but I just have a bad feeling, you know? Well, pretty soon the guys find me and they're like, Hey, they're fucking kicking, kicking people out. Like, what are you doing? Kicking people out. And they're like, yeah, like fucking, they done told cars. So they had a video like at the bottom of the concession stand, they can see us congregating at the bottom of the steps to take this fucking four wheeler up the up the fucking ramp, and uh, and they're like, yeah, Carson's Carson's kicked out already because it was like he was there running a wing wing car, like a wing three sixty yeah. deal. They do three sixties, yeah, yeah, and um, the ASCS shit is already, yeah, yeah, the ASCS, yeah, and uh, Carson shit's already loaded up. You know, he's already fucking booted, right? And uh-huh. um, you know. Paul, I go over and talk to Paul. I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's my fault. I'm sorry. He's like, I ain't mad about it at all. He's like, I think it's funny as hell. He's like, I got my foot. He's like, I thought I got it down in enough time where there wasn't no problem, but they seen it and they are pissed about it. So, <laughs> so, uh, anyways, like at the, they had a little meeting or whatever. And, and Casey's wife, Brooke come over to me and she's like, listen, Schumann, Casey like, Schumann's wife. Yeah. Casey yeah. Schumann's wife, Brooke, uh-huh. you know, and, and, She's like, listen, she's like, there's a video. They can't really tell who else is involved. She's like, I've kind of been told that it's you. So just deny it and we'll just we'll just deny it and let this all go away. Well, I ended up, you know, sober enough. I felt awful about it. I'm like, hey, no, I did it. You know, what what's what's gonna happen? So, anyways, Lucas Oil guys come over and they're like, Hey, did you do that? I'm like, Yeah, you know, I was part of that deal. I, I did it. And, so they kicked us out. <laughs> I thought maybe they might. I thought Damn. maybe they might take our chivalrous action of just owning up to yeah, fucking being up, honest you know? about it. Yeah, but yeah. They they did not. They Damn. they didn't. Uh, and the guy super nice. I haven't been kicked out of a lot of shit, but I gotta imagine like that's probably the nicest <laughs> I could have been kicked out because yeah. the guy's like, hey. We really want you to come back, but you gotta get your shit and get out now. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, man, we pre- you know we appreciate it. You know, we we get it. Ha ha, funny funny. You know, we'd love for you to come back next year, but you're banned for tonight. And it was a championship night. <laughs> oh, we're paid damn, all the fucking oh, money and all the fuck. shit. You know, so. And I'm like, okay, you know, so so we get our shot and stay and watch the race. I was, fuck that. I'm going home. You yeah, know, right. Hey, well, get a head start. the worst part. Yeah, and the worst part of the whole fucking deal, dude, is I'm 35. And so when this happened, I don't know, I was 30-something, 30 31, 32. Right? So I got a call. I don't even, She wasn't even my fiance at the time. She was my girlfriend. But, we, but we've been together for eight years now. You know, I mean, it was – Yeah. she was my wife. We just uh, wasn't a Significant, right? yeah. And, yeah, and I had to call her because she watches. You know, she don't get to go to a lot of races, but she watches the updates and she watches the videos and shit, right? So I had to explain why – 
the 28 wasn't going to be in Missouri that night, you know? Hey, babe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, babe, Dude, what's up? It was, it was the worst. It was like calling your parents, telling them you got in a uh-huh. fight over yeah. stealing some kid's lunch money at school or some yeah. stupid shit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, you ain't going to believe this, but I fucked up. I mean, I'm like, I'm holding back tears. Like, I think I want to get grounded and not get to go racing no more or something, you know? And uh, I'm like, oh, man, I, I fucked up. She's like, oh, you know, oh, what, you know, what happened? What'd you do? And I'm like, so I tell her the story, you know, and I kind of let out some of the juicy shit until later just to see how mad she's going to be. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> and she's like, well, she's like, shit happens. She's like, I'm pretty disappointed in you, but shit happened. Yeah. And, and dude, <laughs> I swear to God, that hurt me worse than anything because I'm like, <laughs> I know, I'm fucking dumb. I was here to race and do all this stuff, you know. And she don't say shit about me going out of town for three days racing. You know, she yeah. trusts me and I don't get no trail burn. And, and, and then, then I get kicked out of a racetrack. disappointed her. <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah. like, well, you know, if me and my friends got drunk and done something stupid, I'd expect you to just be okay with it. I'm like, ooh, that sounds like trap right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now you got a freebie is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's, that's what she was thinking, too. Okay. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's probably why she was so forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I felt like a piece of shit for six hours on the way home. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, just because Long I'm like, drive. yeah, it's fucking dumb. All know? he did was put but, a four-wheeler up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't hurt anybody. It, it's a fucking impressive story. I mean, you know, I mean, That's a super if you guys can see how tall that, yeah, you yeah. can see how tall that son bitch was. You guys would be surprised that a couple fat out of shape guys are drunk, got that fucking four wheeler all the way top, and don't kill nobody. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great story. But, uh, so that's why you go yeah, to Fort it, Crown. It, that's why you go to Eldora now, right? <laughs> Instead of uh, yeah, yeah, Minnesota. yeah. That, yeah, I haven't been back since. Fuck those yeah, guys. I haven't been back Fuck since. <laughs> look, look, bud. I'd, I'd like for you to get somebody's four wheeler on top of the Sweet Tower, though. That'd be pretty impressive. <laughs> at Hobstock? Yeah. At, at Eldora. I don't know if oh, in me anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I don't it. know if Tony would be very really happy about <laughs> yeah. that. Probably that's not. for the fat boys there. No. <laughs> that is <Yeah>. not. No. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they didn't have no problem kicking my ass out. That was for sure. That's all so, right. At least they was nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I mean, the first thing the guy said was, hey, we want you to come back next year, but you got to go now. <laughs> we, we want you to come back. We don't want you here tonight. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> So, I was, awesome. like I said, I was really hoping that fucking doing the right thing card was, well, you shouldn't do that, but we'll let you go tonight. And it <laughs> no, burned it you. It didn't work like that. Yeah, it burned yeah. you that night. That's that's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> that is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so, you guys see Omaha or Carson asking him about the. Ask him about the <laughs> dude, we're definitely. The Hockett Memorial four wheeler story or Niehauser, you know. We're definitely going to ask. And, Paul, him. and that's the other thing. I thought Paul was going to end up pissed because I thought, oh, shit, we went too far, you know. Yeah. And Paul was laughing about it. He's like, oh, I think it's funny. He's like, I tried <laughs> yeah. to get down, but they caught me. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's great. So, we've kept you a lot longer than we said we were going to. Uh, how can people find you on social media? Is there any sponsors or anything else you'd like to mention? We understand if you don't because of the explicitness, yeah. but uh, yeah, you do, yeah, do no, your deal. Uh, hell, my people know and know I am who I am. You know, that's <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I you know you can follow me on Random Maddox Racing on Facebook. We don't really do Twitter or Instagram or any of that shit. I'm kind of old for that. So. Um, yeah. Like I said, we we try to update our racing page as much as we can. But if you get on there and follow us, we, you know, if you reach out, have any questions, we'll try to send you schedules or merchandise or anything like that. We always got shirts and hoodies and all that jazz for sale. Should be getting some new ones made. If we can get Chase talking to get after it. He's he's my graphic guy. He does a badass job. But man, it's like 
herding a cat into a fucking bag sometimes. So, <laughs> um, so if we get him after it, he'll he'll knock out some badass shirts again for this year. And and uh, you know, I got to thank the Newmans. They're you know going all the way back to that story um, of the open trailer to Farmer City. Um, that's when I kind of hooked the Newmans. They you know they seen a race car going down the road on an open trailer and. I kind of became their guy and um, they, they become sponsors and, and really um, have become more like family than sponsors. I, you know, I don't even care about the money or the help from them anymore. It's more about, I just like being around them and they're, they're great people. So we got a lot of people. I got Sean Wheeler, shelter insurance. He's been on board for a long time. Um, you know, Jeff Pritchett, um, he, he helps uh, JA and associates. He helps uh, cut some money off our tire bill. Um, he's a tire dealer. So he'll film that stuff. And, and uh like i said uh you guys you guys are riding on the car so uh yeah. you know i, I pre- appreciate you guys we did get some uh, stickers didn't we yeah yes yeah. yes i got i got stickers they're Hell on the yeah. car this year so Hell yeah i appreciate so that. we can cheer some beers and get some pictures for facebook oh, on that yeah, we're and, gonna uh, do that for sure yeah you know and, and there's been other people that i you know if i if i'd sit and name everybody that ever gave me 20 bucks to go towards a race car we'd be here the rest of the night you know so oh, yeah um you know joe beard and sons um uh, Allison with dirt, dirt tracks and uh, yeah. bare walls and dirt tracks. She's been on board the last couple of years. Um, you know that that whole family has, has been good to me and and uh, that's a good family. Like, and she she uh, it lives is a good family. Like a minute away from me actually. So where we're doing this at? So actually, I watched the outlaw race with her last night at the at the bar. In yeah, town and, here, so, yeah, and they're just good. They're just good people. Uh, oh, my yeah. oh, my yeah. wife and and my daughters go crazy on her apparel line. So oh yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I'm sure that there's been plenty of money coming in there uh, from the Maddox clan. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I mean, she has great stuff, and, oh, yeah. and like I said, it's always been good to us. And and I, I'm sure there's a ton of Brad Turner at Pure Max. I got to make sure to give him a plug. Pure Max Racing Oil. Um, we've been on his oil and our and our engines and our rear end oil, and now he's got coolant and other stuff. Um, basically, just got tired of all the lies the big oil companies were saying and. He had a chemist buddy, and they just made their own stuff that was good. And and um, you know he's it's been in my stuff for the last five to seven years, um, kind of experimentally to start with. And then it was we run our engine sixty nights, and the bearings look great. You know, so it helps a low budget guy really get the most out of what he's doing. And uh, you know, um, just got to give him a plug for for being with us and and staying on board. And like I said, there's been Gene Nig from Neen. Gene in construction. He helped a few years, uh, a couple years back, um, take care of the motors and stuff. And it was big at the time. It was, you know, Gene, I raced against his son, Adam, when we did the MSCS rookie of the year stuff. Um, and it just more good people, you know what I mean? Don Searles. Um, he was a guy that I just met at the racetrack. He's, you know, uh, an older retired gentleman that, that built excavating machines and, and, uh, dredges and stuff like that. And, uh, he got on board for a couple years and really, really honestly god's been good to me and just we don't have a lot of money behind us but it just seems like he puts the right people uh, in place at the right time to help us get to the next level or to or to better our equipment and we take advantage of it and do it and it, it just it's just been a staircase you know so i said i'm kind of honestly talking about sponsors from two or three years ago that aren't even really with us anymore but um just that's, that's, that's helped you that's helped you i mean to where you're at now or it's Absolutely. you appreciate it at it, least it, for sure. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I appreciate all of it. I mean, there, yeah. you know, that's money's hard to come by and, and for somebody to believe in you enough to help you do your dream and, and to believe in what you're doing, 
even when you're not doing well. Uh, it's easy to yeah. go down and give the guy a win and a sticker to put on his car. You know, it's oh, sure. it's harder when the guy missed the show and you go buy him a tire so he can make the race the next night. You know, Absolutely. so um, that's that's uh, I get this a lot, and I, I just want to make this point to anybody listening. Um, I get asked all the time, well, what does it cost to get on your car? And that's a really hard question to answer. Um, typically, you know, typically I'm not putting a plug in for sponsorship, but I just want people to understand this. You know, typically if you want a, a graphic or a decal or something, we kind of draw the line at 500 bucks just because of the effort and the design and the, all the stuff to get that on the car. Right. But, yeah. um, don't ever not go up to your favorite driver and toss him 40 bucks, uh, for the pit pass that night. Um, or, Hey, here's a hundred dollars for, a half a tire you know it, it doesn't take 10 20 30 50 thousand dollars to help these guys out um yeah. that money has to come from somewhere and whether it's pit passes or gas in the generator or things that you just don't think about i mean we spend fifteen hundred dollars a year on paper towels and hand cleaner yeah. i mean think about that you yeah, know and that yeah. that's, that's crazy sounds crazy but you know there's brake clean and and power steering fluid and all this all this stuff that needs bought it's got to come from somewhere the car wash, yeah. car wash yeah. on the way home yeah you're <laughs> in the the you 20 bucks a night the fucking car wash yeah. you know yeah. what i mean yeah yep. um and and you don't think about that but you know you race five days in four years but a hundred dollars washing a fucking car you yep. know that's <laughs> no shit. Car. so no shit. Yeah. i mean it's crazy because you yeah. just go get it dirty the next night but it's just part of the maintenance program and stuff needs yeah. cleaned and done right to be successful and yeah. make it look just good. at all yeah, it all adds up. Like I said, I, yeah. I definitely wasn't trying to plug any kind of sponsorship. Yeah. I just want everybody to know that that don't ever think that you don't have enough money to help your favorite driver. Uh, like I said, sometimes a a twelve pack of beer can help him more on a rough night. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, and like my my cousins help me out, so you know we we try to try to make sure there's beer in the cooler for them. And the Newmans always hook us up with some food while we're down there. And that, and that's, that's huge. That's, that's big stuff to not have to worry about feeding my guys. Um, you know, yeah. um, this, yeah, it just helps every, every little thing helps. That's for the sure. moral of what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, we get it. Yeah. Oh, we know. Yeah. So anyways, like I said, I, I do appreciate all my sponsors that I've had and I have now, and I, I don't know, that I would be able to be on the phone with you guys without the help that I've got when I have. So, um, just appreciative and I'm humbled by everything that I got. And I really just, uh, I love racing, man. I love the, I love the dirt track sprint car racing. It's just this, you guys love it too. That's why you're grilling out and listen to my bullshit stories from, yeah, from we, a few we years ago. We, you know? it, so, we actually do love it. So we, we're, we do. We're and, passionate about it. So. And, and dude, we're going to, we're going to get with you when you're down here and we'll, uh, or, or if we're somewhere else and you're there and we'll, uh, make sure you're uh, well fed and, uh, have a few beers with you. Absolutely. I'm always up for drinking beers and telling stories. I, I like to talk. So yeah. <laughs> you, know, you just got to give me a little start and we'll chat all night, man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, buddy. We appreciate your time. Yeah, dude. We appreciate it so much. Well, I appreciate we'll, you guys. Uh, and like I said, th thanks for having me. Like I said, it's been, it's been fun. I maybe, uh, maybe we can do it again in the future and oh, I actually sure. get down and get, get some of those ribs. Dude, let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do oh, it. Yeah. Let's do it in person next time. You're going to be at, uh, uh I, the spring I second that spring showdown. Will you be there or uh, any MSCS? Uh, yeah. Some, yeah, some I, I, I will be there. Um, not 100% sure if we're going to be in our car or, or the our Bonds car. Um, I, I know that was one of the races they were kind of looking at doing. So 
they're finishing up their second car and kind of they need to get some stuff dyno and things but we'll be there one way or the other and uh like i said i i really think we'll be at most the hobstock races this year so hell yeah kind of i said i have a lot of support down there and i'm really focused and determined to get get our stuff dialed in there to where we can start running up front there and putting on a show for the people that are down there supporting me well hell yeah fuck yeah man well we will uh we'll definitely if you're going to be down here a bunch get with you and we'll we'll do one in person you know and we'll uh, yeah we'll we'll have it we'll have a good time well we'll, like that it might be easier after one of those races some someday or something you know to just hang over and uh Oh yeah, I'll do it in person. So absolutely, for sure, we can do that. Not a big deal. But uh, we'll have this up on tomorrow on Facebook. So or we'll have it posted on Facebook and all our platforms. So yeah, uh, yeah, yep. Tag me to it. I'll share the hell out of it, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll make this thing huge. Just don't forget these little guys when you guys are sitting up in New York City or something. <laughs> fucking grilling hot dogs. You ain't gotta worry. You ain't gotta worry about that, buddy. Yeah, hell you'll yeah. Be, you'll be having to fly out to go to fucking dirt races. Yeah, no, <laughs> no we're not gonna get that big, but. We I don't want to. I don't want to go to yeah. New York. So no. even if we did get yeah, that big, we, we wouldn't be in New yeah. York. We'd still be in Indiana watching yeah. dirt track races. Yeah. That's right. You'd be Wait. the best place in the yeah. world. New York don't have non-wing cars. We ain't non-wing sprints. We ain't yeah. there. Yeah. It reminds me of that salsa commercial where they're like New York City. You know yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. shit! Hell yeah! So we'll uh, looking forward to the season and seeing you, and we'll get together for sure. Absolutely, boys. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah, no problem. We appreciate you. Thank you, bud. All right. See All you, right, fellas. See you. see you later, man. And that was Brandon Maddox with our driver's segment. Actually, our only segment today. Driver's seat segment. The driver's seat segment. Oh, yeah. Good time. That guy's got some stories. Dude, that dude is awesome. a good time talking to I think to we him. could have talked all night on that one. Dude, we could Yeah, we could have went way longer. Yeah. We're sorry for cutting you off, but, you know, time constraints. But anyway, he's a great dude. Uh, if you see him at the racetrack, dude, don't hesitate to go talk to him. He's he's awesome. He's one of our favorites. So, uh, yeah. You guys uh, got anything else for this episode? I think we got a rounders bit here for uh, our main sponsor. That's right. So we got Rounders 2 Pizza, home of the nameless. Located in Dale, Indiana. That's T-O-O, not the number two. Follow them on Facebook for all your weekly specials, like our favorite, Thirsty Thursday, 12 wings, pitcher beer for $14. Dine in and carry out for all your pizza, beer, wing, and sandwich needs. Give them a call at 812-867-7172 or follow them on Facebook. And just saying they have steak night tomorrow. So guess where we're going to be? A few of us anyway. Monday evening. We'll be at uh, Rounders like the first, steaks. The first annual uh, daylight steak night and daylight, as he calls it. And he's been talking about this for years. He really has, and he's been he's yeah. pretty excited about it. Twenty ounce ribeye, tater salad, like you can leave that, uh, and a piece, piece of homemade pie. <laughs> so I know is your guess my con? You're yeah, good. they're they're on. Yeah. So Wilson, you guys are going right, Hunter? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So we're going to be there. You're going to check it out and destroy a steak. I can't. Joe, wait to Joe already told me I couldn't eat one by myself, and I've got a I've got a bet on that. I don't have a bet legit, but he knows. He probably shouldn't bet against me eating a 20 ounce. 20 ounce or? Oh, yeah. Oh, I can oh, smash you can that do motherfucker. Just yeah, fine, no tater and salad. I was going to say. Keep the rabbit food. I don't need that shit. If we don't eat the rest of the shit, the steak will go easy. I'm going to smash the steak and probably feel like a piece of dog shit the rest of the night. <laughs> so, where do I sign? That's right. That's so, right. Anyway, uh, steak night and daylight. And then I think 
Tuesday, he's got a throwback beer night there. He's got Stroh's, Miller High Life, and uh, there's a third beer. Um, Damn, kicking myself in the dick for not remembering. I'll pick it back up later. Uh, $1.20 bottles. Fuck yeah. That'd be awesome. Check them out. Hit up their Facebook. Hit them up. All the specials. There it is. Gotta do it. Yeah, we have wings there Thursday night. It's badass. Oh, uh, yeah, we did. And wings, first pizza, ever gridiron grid spinners. <laughs> we'll get into that in the next episode. Yeah. We'll have a whole damn segment two, about that part. part. Two. Which, by the way, for you guys listening, it's going to probably post probably Wednesday or Thursday. So, or Tuesday, Tuesday. Did you say Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday, maybe. One Monday, one Tuesday. Is yeah. that what we're doing? Okay, I, I think so. that's what we're going to do. Okay. So, anyway, yep. So, thank you guys for your time. We love yeah. you guys. See you next time. time. See you next time. Charlie, anything? I got uh, one thing to say. Just a couple words. Peace Peace out, out, motherfuckers. motherfuckers.